Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Football Sunday. Games are on, so we'll keep you up to date on any sort of touchdowns that we see if you are unavailable to keep an eye on them. Sony Michelle just ripped off the largest run of the season. That was like him. a 15-yard run or something like that? Like a 14-yard run, yeah. Yeah. That's his longest run. So we'll keep you up to date on that. And uh, we got Hater to Love It coming up at 1030. But the game that's on the TV right now in Patriots and Bills is kind of where I want to start. And it's teams that are good and teams that are bad to start the year. How believable do you view their starts of the year? And I want to start with the one that seems the most obvious as a, as a question, I should say. Maybe not obvious, but the most interesting as a question. And that's the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 3-0. Josh Allen has looked better to start this season. Um Despite the injury, you've got an exciting young running back in Devin Singletary who's missed the last two games but has looked good at times. Your defense is a Bills defense, which is always consistent and good. Do you believe in the Bills who are 3-0? Uh, no. Um, I, I think they can be a playoff team. I think they're going to be a better team. Uh, Josh Allen looks like he kind of gets it, at least a little bit now, while he's not setting the world on fire with throwing the ball. Um, he's he's been he's been he's been pretty good as a, as a leader for his team, which is something we didn't really see from Josh Allen a lot of last year. You can tell they they care about him being their quarterback. No, absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Because I think you can tell that there's something there's something there with Josh Allen. You're not sure what it is yet, but you know he's eventually going to be a, a solid NFL quarterback. Is he going to be Brady or Peyton Manning or Breeze or Mahomes or any of these guys? Probably not, but that doesn't mean he still can't be. Uh, a solid NFL quarterback, and I think that's what he's on his way to being. I think if there's anything that he could possibly kind of turn out to be as far – like, I, I don't know, th- this is being his ceiling, something like a Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who it, it, early in his career, Ben, what made him really good was his ability to move around, extend plays, and hard to tackle. That's kind of Josh Allen, and that allows you to kind of maturate into becoming a pocket passer. The one guy that never did that was Cam Newton. Very yeah. true. Although Cam Newton still had a great career, and uh, despite his injuries currently, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the point of writing it off slightly here. I am too. Case Keenum just threw a pick on his first drive, by the way, on a deflected pass. So, you know, there's Case Keenum for you. Is that a quarterback's fault, or is that a? That's not the quarterback's fault, but he shouldn't have thrown that ball. I think that should go as a drop for the receiver, as opposed to a, if you tip it, if you get your hands on it and you tip it up or whatever. That wasn't a tip though. That was like the guy got hit as the ball got there, and it just kind of bounced up in the air. That was a Case Keenum pick. Um, Quickly for me on the Bills, I want to believe in the Bills really badly, actually. I think they kind of have a fun team, and I think they'd be fun to watch if they're really good. The only pause that I have is they are 3-0 with wins against the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. That was going to be my next point. Uh, And guess who they have? So they got the Patriots this week. Disregard that. These are their next games after that. Titans, Dolphins, Eagles, Redskins, 
Browns, Dolphins, Broncos. The Bills could be 7-2 and two after that stretch of games. Now, they end the year with a tougher schedule. They got Cowboys in there, Ravens, Patriots again, Steelers are, oh, Steelers kind of suck, but Steelers are in there, Cowboys are in there. Uh, so they got a little bit of tougher slate at the end, but they could just be the beneficiary of a really, really easy schedule early and go and get into a playoff position. I mean, we've seen teams do that, just benefit from that schedule and get themselves into a good spot. I think the Bills could potentially do that. That doesn't mean I, I don't know if that proves that they're great. It just proves that they're taking care of business and who's in front of them. But uh, I think they could certainly be that kind of a team this year. I mean, their schedule is set up for them to be very good. You know, I mean, take aside, take you know, out the fact that they play uh, arguably the best team in football right now. The other one of the other undefeated teams, like this game could go if they win this game, this could go a lot, you know, towards proving how good the Bills actually are. You know, so far the Patriots have played, you know, a Pittsburgh team who we, you know, thought was going to be good, and the Miami team who was not good at all. And, you know, so far the Patriots schedule hasn't been that great yet. So this is their like first real test of anything as far as teams that are, you know, undefeated or teams that are supposed to be the good teams in the league right now. So I think the Bills are have they've always had a relatively solid defense. I don't really see that now, but at least you've got a leader uh, at the quarterback position, which is different from, you know, Terod Taylor had a couple really good years in Buffalo. But uh, you can tell right now that everybody is really, really excited about Josh Allen, even with all the mistakes that he made last year in his rookie year. People are still really excited about this, what this kid is going to be able to do. Kyle Allen just fumbled. Texans recovered. So not a great start for him there. The uh, other team I wanted to mention, there's two other teams in, that are in the winning side that I wanted to ask the question about. The first of which is the San Francisco 49ers, who were 3-0 and to start the year. Now, the Niners are a team that I think a lot of us had question marks about because of Garoppolo's poor performance in the in the uh, preseason. Also, the fact that he was coming back from a really bad injury. Um, they haven't exactly had the toughest schedule either. Bucks, Bengals, Steelers in their first three games. Uh, they've got multiple running back question marks and injuries happening. Um, offensively, they don't, at least to me, offensively, they're not the most exciting team. Garoppolo although has been better than I thought, is still not as good as I thought he was going to be when he was leading the Patriots. Uh, Greg Kittle's their only great receiver, and he hasn't had a good start to the year. Their defense has looked really good. A couple former Oregon Ducks making some noise over there in DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead for sure. But do you believe in the Niners? Are they a team you think is going to be able to keep this up? Um, I, I do believe in the Niners. You know, remember, just a year ago, we were saying that it was going to be uh, – the excuse me, the Cardinals and the Seahawks that finished at the bottom of the NFC West. You know, we because a lot of us were really high on what uh, Garoppolo was going to be able to do. You saw him come in there and rattle off, was it five, six straight games or something like that when he started as the quarterback for the Niners? And then starting the next season, he ends up getting hurt, and, you know, that's kind of that. But you're looking at a guy who knows how to play quarterback. You're looking at a guy who played quarterback behind Tom Brady. And while they haven't played – great teams man Garoppolo is a great player San Francisco was still able to compete last year and they were on like their third string quarterback you know and so that just lets you know about some of the pieces that are, are around there nobody ever thinks San Francisco is going to be good you know they're not good they're they're an unassuming team and then they bite you in the ass because you're not expecting them to to, to do anything against you so I like what the 49ers are doing again they haven't played anybody so we'll find out you know, more and more as the season progresses. But as of now, they've got a good quarterback. They've got a good offensive mind. Uh, they've got a good tight end, you know, who's who's legit, arguably one of the top four, three or four tight ends in the league right now. So, yeah, man, I, I like what's, uh, what San Francisco's doing. 
I'm and, really, I'm and really, they're in a winnable division. You know, a very winnable division outside of the Rams. Who knows what the Rams really do? Are they going to have some hangover from last year? They're one of the other undefeated teams, but you know, who knows? The way I look at it, I'm I'm kind of torn on this team. Like, I think the Bills are actually maybe not for real, for real, but I think they're going to have a good season. The Niners, I'm unsure because I trust Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a good offensive line and a good head coach, but I just don't trust the players on the field on offense uh, outside of Kittle, really. So. There might be, they might have some creative plays. They might have some wins in there from from Kyle Shanahan helping out. I'm just not sure that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to do it. So I'm torn on that because I like Shanahan and I don't like their offensive personnel. But I'm going to go ahead and lean towards I don't believe in the Niners. I I don't really believe in them either, and that mostly has to do with the fact that I I I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being the true answer that they were looking for when they traded that second round pick for him. Um, he hasn't. Even last year before he tore his ACL, there were questions about how good is this guy this year. They're, they're, they got a win last week, uh, I, and they had no business getting it. And it, a lot of that had to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they don't really mm-hmm. know what they're doing at the receiver position. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're Barrett receiver. They're literally running like – this offense on the running game and that that's about it. And they're, they're just basically the passing game is on fumes and confused and they can't get the ball to Kittle. Cause everybody knows that's who they want to get the ball to. I, I don't buy it either. I think they, they have a lot of question marks at the quarterback position going forward. The other one is the Detroit lions who are two Oh and one to start the year. Remember they blew their game against the Cardinals in week one or else they'd be three and Oh in that, uh, in that early part of the season. Now the lions are a team that, I really didn't think was going to be any good this year. I really didn't think that Matt Patricia was the right choice for them. I, I thought Matt Stafford continued to decline, but so far, I mean, they've, they've gotten those, they're undefeated and their two wins are against teams that I would consider to be good in the chargers and the Eagles. Now both teams have had their warts early in the year, but as opposed to the Niners and the bills who have had fairly weak schedules, the lions have not, they're playing the chiefs today. I think we'll learn a lot more about the Lions against the chiefs today as they're driving on their first drive, third and goal at the moment. Uh, from the two yard line. So they're at least able to do something against the chiefs defenses. The lions are weird for me because every year I've believed in the lions and they've disappointed me. And now I don't believe in the lions and all of a sudden they're two Oh and one. I kind of think I believe in them. I kind of think the lions might actually be decent this year. I say that right after he, they ran this play action on the two-yard line and Stafford just took a sack at like Well, I didn't see the play because I was talking, but yes. You can be <laughs> bad. You can, you can be good and make bad plays. You know, those, those things tend to happen. And I mean, are we, are you, we're talking about the Lions still? Yes. The Lions, I mean, are they really undefeated? Or They're 2-0-1, yeah. I mean, is that undefeated, though? Yes. They have yet to lose. Well, they they have not had a defeat. They tied. That's not necessarily a win. But they're undefeated. It doesn't change the fact that they're undefeated. They're not. They're lossless. There we go. We'll say that. Just because they. That's the they, same thing. It's not because they've, they've tied in the game. They didn't necessarily win. Their win percentage isn't 1,000. Right now, their win percentage is 8, uh, 0.833. So that's not perfect. You know, and that's why I have a hard time saying that they're undefeated. That's the only, that's, that's the only reason I would put that. Well, it's for, just math. I'm not going to argue with for math. For the fun of the segment, party pooper. But for the fun of the segment, man, I've, you, know how, you guys know how I feel about Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league playing for one of the worst franchises in the league. It's no wonder Barry Sanders retired, retired early. This is who the Lions are, you know, at their core. They don't do everything they can to make sure they build around their superstar, and that's exactly what Matt Stafford is. I say this, you put Stafford on any other team, 
maybe not any other team. You put Stafford on any team with a, a competent head coach and a solid defense, and Stafford's in the playoffs every single year and possibly in championship games and Super Bowls. Unfortunately, he plays for the Lions, so it's all on his arm, which is still a great arm. But I like what Stafford is doing, and that team goes as long as Matt Stafford is able to go. They got a tough schedule, too. So Chiefs today, Packers next week, and then Vikings the week after that. So the Lions open up with Cardinals, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings. That is a gauntlet if I've ever seen one to start a year. So we'll see. I mean, we'll learn a lot about them this week against the Chiefs. We'll see how that goes. All right, coming up next, let's look at the bad teams that are starting surprisingly bad and see if we think they can turn it around. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. It's time for some West Coast flavor. Wrong side! Left side! Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not selling anything. Come on, stop milking it. I didn't hear my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We continue our look at the surprises and disappointments from the early part of the season and whether or not we believe their their starts are real. We talked the Bills, we talked the Niners, and we talked the Lions in terms of the good teams in the last segment. And uh, if you want to hear us talk about the bad teams, well, that's what we're going to do right now. And by the way, the podcasts are back. So uh, if you miss any of the show and you want to hear the Last Shot Tires podcast, it will be posted after the show. So the teams that are struggling that were not necessarily expected to struggle, we'll start with the the obvious one. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are 0-3. They have looked really, really putrid on offense, even with Ben Roethlisberger there. Now he's out for the year. Mason Rudolph, everybody was hyping him last week. He looked absolutely terrible against the Niners last week, and the Niners gave the Steelers every opportunity to win that game. They had like almost sneeze they had like uh six turnovers in the first half it felt like it was like fumble 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 pick and the Steelers did nothing with it are the Steelers as bad as they look to start the year yes uh the Steelers and we've known this and you know Jesse you you definitely chime in because we've known the Steelers have problems the Steelers have had some problems for uh quite a while and um now all of a sudden it's starting to show up on the field before everything just stayed in in house for the most part, and you know, except for what Ben Roethlisberger let leak to media and things like that, and now you know the the chips are starting to fall. Antonio Brown's no longer there. Okay, we knew that, and we can say whatever we want to about AB. He's not there. He's a big part of that team. Le'Veon Bell uh, has moved on to greener pastures. See what I did there? Greener. Um, who is that? Is that Josh Rosen threw a touchdown? All right. Is that your boy, Preston Williams? That's my boy, Preston Williams. There you go. Like, dude, that guy is every week better and better and better, and he's definitely the 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 gem that I've drafted so far. Wow. And so, the Raiders just got a wide receiver screen or wide receiver sweep touchdown from like 60 yards out. Oh, this, wow. This, dang it. It's not Hunter Renfro, is it? No. No, dang. but the Colts are... Uh, they're they're reeling now, fourteen nothing on the for the well, Raiders. Good. Just run the ball, Raiders. No. Bench you, Derek Carr. Don't get more 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 points. But if, in in the case of the Seahawks, like we talk about the other teams, and excuse me, the uh, the, the, Steelers, the Steelers. Excuse me, I'm sorry, but uh, the Steelers have played three good teams. You know, uh, two teams that are you know uh, that are currently undefeated, and another team that's man still right there in the hunt of of being one of the great teams in the league. So. You've got to look at it like that too. They they didn't they don't have a cupcake schedule. You know they they played the Patriots, the Seahawks, the 49ers, great teams. Uh, then they play the Bengals today uh, today, which is the Bengals. Then they got the Ravens. They got the Chargers. They don't have a, a whole lot of 
uh, games that they can kind of take their foot off the gas right now. But they don't really have anybody that can drive the car at this point. And I think that's the thing for the Steelers right now. We all know they'll be back. They're a proud franchise. They'll be back at some point, especially after Big Ben uh, comes back for what probably should be his last year next year. But right now the Steelers are just not a good team. They've had their issues um, on defense, uh, and now they, they, they're they close in the last couple games, but they haven't been able to to close. Like 28-26 to 26 against the Seahawks. That's a close game. That could have won either way. 24-20 against the 49ers. You just said the 49ers did almost everything they could to give the Steelers the game. And it didn't work like that. So I think they still have a lot of work to do. But, yes, they are as bad as their 0-3 record says. The I think that's a great point that you make, that all of their problems were kind of hidden because they had a lot of talent, right? Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown kind of hit a lot of the problems on this team. But what happened this year is, so you made the switch to James Conner, and the, he, it, was a, it was a divisive switch among fans and neutrals. Like, it, he was good last year, but was that a product of the system? Or was Le'Veon Bell overrated? Well, I think the answer is Le'Veon Bell is way better than James Conner. And Conner started the year, he's averaging 2.9 yards a carry. He's got 97 total yards in three games rushing with one touchdown. I mean, that's horrific for a, a starting running back who was supposed to be one of the better running backs in the league. Um, so that's part of it. Antonio Brown being gone means Juju Smith-Schuster is now the number one. He benefited, obviously, from being the number two last year and getting a lot of targets. But they have no one behind him who's a consistent threat as a wide receiver. You know, you've got guys, everyone thought that, that like Dante Moncrief was going to be the guy. Didn't he get cut? Wasn't he that bad that he got cut or he's been replaced completely by some of the young guys they have there? He's been benched. He's been benched. And, yeah. you know, they've got a, a, some good young guys on defense like Devin Bush. They drafted out of uh, Michigan. He's actually been really, really good to start for them uh, his career. And they've got some young guys on defense. You know, TJ Watts there as well. But I just I don't think the Steelers have it. I'm with Rashad. I think they're just bad. You feel oh, the same I'm sorry. Way, I thought you were trying to for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the we have, I think you kind of started to see it last year, um, but the Steelers were kind of like, oh, we're the Steelers. We'll, we'll still be the Steelers. We, it's a system. Like we look at all these receivers that we've like had come in and out and in and out of this this system and go on other places and not do as well, you know, and and then you find out that Antonio Brown really was a really dang good receiver. You find out Le'Veon Bell really was a top five, top three running back in the league and that those two together were the engine that let Ben Roethlisberger throw for the most yards that he's ever thrown last season. Um, and then you find out those two are gone and Juju by himself with double teams is not enough and this defense is okay not great Mika Fitzpatrick I think was good addition a fine addition but I don't know if he's going to be worth the 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 draft pick that that could end up being right because now because now if they need a quarterback next year they're not going to have their first round pick right exactly and this was a great year to have the quarterback and I guess if you're looking at it like hey man there's still like a really good quarterback coming out a year like in the 2021 draft then we can go for that, but it's just at this point, the Steelers look to me like uh, the most dysfunctional I've ever seen them. This team's not, or these two teams are not undefeated, or sorry, they're not winless, but uh, surprisingly bad starts nonetheless. The Chargers and the Falcons both one and two. Maybe the Falcons are less surprising, but this is a team, I'll start with Atlanta because it's, it's a team that intrigues me. Atlanta is so talented, yet they never seem, I shouldn't say never, but the last few years, they seem to be really disappointing no matter what. 
No, you've got a couple of really good wide receivers in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I think Devontae Freeman is a good running back. Their defense, although has had many injuries, has good players on that defense as well. And yet, we watch them play. I've seen the Falcons play a couple times this year, and I mean, it's disjointed. It makes no sense. Honestly, I'm at the point where maybe it's just Dan Quinn's not that good of a head coach, and the Falcons just don't have it. I don't think the Falcons are good. As much as I feel like they should be, I don't think they are. I think it's weird that Dan Quinn is a defensive-minded head coach that came from Seattle when it was the Legion of Boom, and the problem with this team is the defense. Right? They, they can't stop very many people. The secondary is not very good. The pass rush isn't great. You can run on them. It's, it's not a, a, a putrid defense, but it's not good. And that's the problem when you're like, Dan Quinn, you're a defensive guy. What, what's wrong with your defense? Well, I, th- I think that's the biggest problem with Atlanta because you're right. Everything else, like, it, is Ryan the best quarterback? No, but he's a top 10 guy you could totally win with. Offensive line's good. Running game's good. Wide receivers are excellent. What's the problem here? It's the defense. No, I'm, I, I, the Falcons, and the thing about it is they have a pretty good group of linebackers. Uh, we thought they had a pretty good defensive line. They, their corners are awful. And, and I think hurt. that's and hurt, you know, right now. So it's just I don't I, I can't understand the Falcons because just two years ago, two years ago I think it was they were in the Super Bowl, and had an opportunity to to win the game and were twenty five points up on the Patriots. And since that, I, don't, I, I honestly think since that game, something's happened. And yeah, like it just broke. It them. just broke Matt Ryan, and he he hasn't been the same quarterback since. Julio Jones almost isn't the same receiver since that game. He's he's still one of the best, and we all know that. But there there's just games where Julio will go with, you know, without a touchdown, and he'll have, you know, twelve hundred, uh, uh, one hundred and twenty yards and no touchdowns. Or one game he won't have any yards and just have a touchdown towards the end of the game. Or no, it's just, I don't understand what I'm seeing from this team. They should be much better than they actually are, and the fact that they're not is is kind of head scratching i don't i don't i can't really put my finger on it because in this division with really new orleans is the only team that you really have to worry about on a consistent basis every year you should be able to win that and i just don't understand why it's it's so difficult for them well then the chargers are the other team i was talking about now the chargers charger it right like that's kind of it's a thing that they do where you just go oh okay well it's the chargers they're gonna find a way to blow it in some way shape or form they're one and two uh, many people picked them to make the Super Bowl this year as a as a as a sneaky Super Bowl pick out of the AFC, and they beat the Colts week one, good game, and they lost to the Lions and Texans back to back weeks in very Charger fashion, lost by one score in each game. I think they're a good team. I think their defense is underrated. I think Philip Rivers is a great starting quarterback. Uh, you've got a couple of good running backs now that Melvin Gordon's back. You got Keenan Allen healthy. It's a good team. And starting one and two for a team like that, I guess, is it makes sense because it's uh, it's the Chargers, right? They always do this. But then again, I don't. I think they should be three and zero at this point. No, that they. I don't understand how they lost the three that they actually, uh, or the the games that they've actually lost. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Like again, the Chargers are just one of those teams. Up until last year, we've been saying the same thing about them forever. It's like they're good, but you know they they. They have a good defense and a good offense, but, you know, and so uh, they had the big win against the Colts week one, obviously coming off of Andrew Luck's, you know, announcement that he'd be retiring and everything. But, you know, the letdown game against the Lions when you score 10 points. And then the the, the game against the Texans, where you probably could have won that game at, at some point. But the Chargers are, they're charging it. You know, this is, this is kind of who they are because – 
they've gone through the injury things and we stuck by them because, well, you know, they're just hurt. Or, well, you know, they're in the games close, but they, they're not as bad as we think they are because they just keep losing these games by a small margin. It's only a two-point loss or it's only a three-point loss. And it's just that's typically the way that it ends up going. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I don't know what to make of it. There's a lot of these teams right now, and it's week four. None of us know what to make of any of these teams. Like, we well, can, that's the whole point of the second. Yeah, I'm the, and that's like, I, like think the said, Chargers, I think the Chargers are good. I think so. the, they're still a good team, but – it just doesn't show up on the in the win column, and I think that's where people look. I think the Chargers are one of the most interesting and unique rosters, uh, specifically because you think about the fact that you 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 look at it and you go, okay, Philip Rivers, that's a dang good quarterback, but he's not quite elite. He's like right below the elite mark, right, and always kind of has been. He's not quite been elite. He's he's never been Tom Brady. He's never been Peyton Manning, but he's been a guy that you're like he he's a guy that can totally win you games. Melvin Gordon, really good running back, but you don't put him in that elite category. Keenan Allen, really good wide receiver, and is is technically leading the league in receiving. Well, he's also getting like a 37% target share right now. I don't think he's elite. I just think think if he had stayed healthy, he might have been elite, but he just hasn't been healthy. Right. And so, like, I just, I think, like, you look at that and you look across the roster, I'm like, you got a lot of really, really good players, but I don't think you have much or really any elite players if they are they're on the defense and they're hurt and so that's the between the fact that you always have your best players hurt and then the players that are really key aren't quite elite they're just really good I think that's what gets you to think this is a really good team that always underachieves Text your thoughts to the better you today. Text line at 55305. One of our P1s, Jay Money, texted in. The Steelers are so bad. Jay Money! They're seriously thinking about bringing uh, Antonio Brown back, LOL. Uh, No, they're not, but uh, he he would certainly help them. That is for sure. So text your thoughts to the better you today. Text line at 55305. Coming up next, it's time for Hate It or Love It. But first, Jesse S. Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it's time to hate and or love things that Jesse proposes to us as questions and have a competition based off of those hates and loves and maybe win and or lose at the end of the segment. Is that a good solid explanation for you? I love it. That's probably the best one ever. Yeah, thank you. Just nice and quick, dirty to the point. Very, very robotically as well. All right, Jesse, what do you got for us? All right. um, Well, I came up with this one uh, last week after the Seahawks game, and there was a lot of talk out of Seattle about them fumbles that are coming out of Chris Carson. Now, granted, Rashad Penny's not been 100%, so you don't anticipate Rashad Penny losing his job to uh, get or taking over Carson's job today but you see that it could possibly be in the future maybe not they really do like Chris Carson in Seattle love or hate Chris Carson will lose his job to Penny before the season is over I'm gonna go ahead and say hate on that one I don't think Chris Carson is as bad as the fumbles look sometimes players go through a couple of couple of weeks where they fumble the ball a little bit too much and then they adjust the way that they hold the ball and they protect it better and I mean the biggest example of this was Tiki Barber remember Tiki Barber never fumbled and then he went through a year and a half spell where he just fumbled constantly and he changed the way he held the football where instead of holding it to his side he held it straight up pinned against his bicep and in between his forearm and he stopped fumbling from that point 
Chris Carson, I'm sure, is working on it now. He's probably going to change the way he holds the football or just go into max protect, two hands on the ball when he's getting hit a little bit more often. I think last year he proved he's a great workhorse running back to have. Uh, and Penny, to me, is a guy that I'm not sure I fully believe in as a great workhorse running back yet, or unless he hasn't proven it to me yet, but he's the guy. Uh, and you're going to see more ProSize as well. They love The Seahawks love CJ ProSize. They think he's a really valuable weapon. They view him as the Chris Thompson-esque pass-catching guy who's a good threat. I think he's going to really cut into Rashad Penny's time as long as, as his, he continues to perform, and that was last week. ProSize had some good catches as well. So, yeah, I'm going to say Carson. I'll say, hey, Carson will keep the job all year. Uh, I'm going to say hey as well. Um, I think Rashad Penny is a very good running back, but Carson, Carson, Chris Carson, uh, you can tell when he's in the game, uh, things just look different for the Seahawks. They look like they're a lot more comfortable running the ball. In three games, he's had 45 attempts running the ball. Rashad Penny's had 16. That lets you know right there exactly how much faith that the coaching staff has in Chris Carson. And this is after the fumbles that he's still been able to get be the guy that takes a lot of the snaps. Man, Rashad Penny is a guy that can definitely come in there and you know give you a different look as a running back but as, as the starter as somebody that's going to get consistent uh snaps and really take the bulk of the snaps i honestly think it's going to be chris carson and then like lynch said cj Procise uh is going to be one of those guys they bring in just to in, in certain uh passing situations maybe you can put at the slot on certain situations to help out russell wilson but i do think this is chris carson's job i think the lot would have to go wrong he'd have to fumble multiple times in multiple games for him to be uh benched for rashad penny all right. By the way, Wayne Gallman already has two touchdowns. Yeah, I know. In the place of Saquon week. Barkley. Awesome. So apparently Saquon Barkley is not that good. It's just uh, that it's just the giant vaunted Giants defense. <laughs> um, so, you know what? That's actually not too bad of a transition. The Giants right now playing the Washington Redskins. Lead them 14-0. The winless Washington Redskins getting blanked 14-0 to the mighty New York Giants. Love or hate, Jay Gruden will not make it past week six as the Redskins head coach. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and hate that. That's way too early. I mean, we've seen teams do stupid things, and you know what one of the most stupid teams is? It's the Washington Redskins. Uh, their front office is known for making terrible decisions, but in my opinion, you don't fire a head coach that early in the season. You don't fire a head coach in the middle of the season. Let Jay Gruden ride it out. I think you've actually seen Jay Gruden is actually a pretty good head coach in the league. He just is in Washington. He's got a bad situation around him. He hasn't had a solid quarterback situation there. You know, Alex Smith injury was absolutely brutal and uh, completely unforeseen. Imagine if Alex Smith was our starting quarterback right now, how much better it would be. And you're not going to fire a guy when you drafted Dwayne Haskins in the first round. And Dwayne Haskins is likely going to be the starting quarterback by week six because there was already rumblings that he might start this week if Case Keenum continues to struggle, uh, which he has so far. You give Jay Gruden the rest of the year. I think Jay Gruden is a good head coach. I don't think you give you get rid of him at all, to be honest with you. But uh, week six is way too early. If NFL teams fire their coaches that early, I think it's a it's a really silly decision. So hate. Uh, I'll hate the week six. Um, I, I'll hate that he'll be fired for uh, before week six. Uh, but I do love the fact that if things don't improve, that he will be. Uh, let go of. I think Jay Gruden, he came over as this great offensive mind, obviously the son of, you know, of, of John, and we thought that things would be uh, great. But there is a report that's come out that says Gruden's job is safe for now. That typically means that you're gone at the end of the season or maybe sometime before that. So we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that are on the hot seat. His seat may be the hottest. We talked about Brian, Brian Flores earlier, man, and Brian Flores, at least that team is kind of tanking, and that has nothing to do with him. 
Uh, we're in a situation right now to where you've lost your quarterback. You're, you went out, got Case Keenum. That hasn't really worked as of yet, although he's still been kind of okay up until last week. Um, you've got a rookie quarterback that you're not really sure what to do, but you've given up 30 points in each of your first three games. That's terrible. That's not that's not very good, especially for this offensive-minded guys. Um, so, I, and I guess we also disagree with the team's decision to draft Haskins. That's also kind of the thing, especially if he's supposed to be your guy for the future, already a quarterback that you don't like with the head coach. It's, 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 it's not good for Jay Gruden, so I give him to the end of the season as opposed to week six. All right. Uh... Heading into the final round, it is Rashad Taylor with a two-point lead. Wow. Ooh. 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 Pretty Ooh. comfy lead there. It is a comfy possibly. lead. Yeah. Um, right now, we have an interesting game going on between the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers. Josh Rosen almost threw a pick. He almost threw a pick. This might not be good for this love-hate, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Now, we have talked about how the Chargers like to charge it. How good are they? They never seem to win games that they should. They lose games that they should win. And right now, currently, Miami on the move in the red zone, down three points in the early in the second quarter, has the chance to tie this up or take the lead on this drive. Love or hate, the Chargers find a way to lose to mm. Miami without no. having mm. Melvin Gordon, no. without having Mike Williams, without having Hunter Henry, without having Taylor Gabriel, and only having Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler on their damn team. No, they're not losing this game. The Dolphins suck. We talked about it earlier. The Dolphins are not winning any games this year as far as they tried to. Although Josh Rosen, I will say, wow, Josh Rosen, I will say, has been much better in these first two games than I thought he would be since he replaced Fitzpatrick. But when you have a Kalen Balazs dropping a wide open pass that would have been a touchdown on second and goal, that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose those games, which he just did to drop a wide open pass. And uh, look, the Dolphins suck. They suck and the Chargers don't. And they're not, the Chargers are not going to lose this game. The Dolphins, the Dolphins will find a win this year if they win it all against a team like the Jets with Luke Falk as the starting quarterback because that's just, they're going to try to outbat each other and that will be the game the Dolphins win like six to three. And that's going to be it. Um, there's a couple of exciting players on this team. Yes, there always are in the NFL. But this team is as historically bad as I've seen an NFL team in a while. The Chargers are not losing this game. Although, yeah, incomplete pass. Thank you. Uh, Almost gave up a touchdown to go down as I said that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hate it. You know, as well. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, and here's the cool part. I'm pulling for Miami because I think you guys know I like. Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen is going to be a good NFL quarterback if he gets the right situation. Uh, however, Miami is, you know, you're looking at two franchises that are just on different paths, man. Uh, here's the, the Chargers that are, you know, trying to stay uh, in the playoff race and in the playoff hunt and really because that's where they feel like they belong is right there entrenched in the playoffs. And then you have another team that's just building for the future. They're not trying to win. They're trying to get young guys in there. They've had four of their, 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 prime, uh, their prime time guys uh, request the trade over the last little bit. And uh, honestly, I just don't think they're as talented as uh, even a team without Melvin Gordon, even a team uh, without some of the guys they have. I still think they still have Phillip Rivers, who is a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback. They still have Austin Eckler, who's probably the best running back in fantasy right now. You've still got things on that team and on that defense that say you can still be good. So uh, they're still a much better team than Miami. I'm still going the Chargers. All right. Well... We actually beat the music bed by three minutes. So yeah, no, nice. we did good. Nice job, everybody. Nice job. We're going to be kind of on time. You guys good job, have, us. You know good what? Job. You know what? Our winner today 
Rashad Taylor right. is going to have an actual segment to be able to, you the know. Actual, the actual stuff to talk you about? You can actually talk what? about stuff. Okay. Uh, You're not used to this. What are you going to talk about? Man, I don't know. I'm, we've never had time to talk about this. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to talk about who, who the best quarterback in the league is right now. It's been four games. That's the one thing we haven't talked about. <clears> it's <throat> been a lot of, there's been a lot of talk, and a lot of people have already crowned certain people as the guy, but we're going to talk about that next right here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, not quite the victorious, glorious music that I was looking forward to, but it does mean that I won. Well, it means that well, Lynch it means, won. It means that I won, but, but I didn't win. Oh, uh, look, there's Matt Ryan making Fumbling. mistakes again. There it goes. There that it sounds goes. better. Yes. Matt Ryan is not glorious right now. Matt Ryan is not going to go in the conversation that we are about to have. And that's, well, I, that's actually an awesome segue it is. because we're talking about the best quarterbacks over four weeks. Now, it's been clear, you know, that everyone is on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon, and rightfully so. Man, I, I've never seen anybody play quarterback as well as he's played quarterback. I think the, the closest thing to him was Aaron Rodgers. Just considering how good Aaron was and how much he could improvise and be able to move and do what he did. But here's a guy that's throwing passes, like real life football, no look passes. Oh, and he missed a couple of them too. He's, he's, he, he, gets he's a still a bit cute, but, but, but he gets like a little cute, matter. but still just the just the balls to to all be on the run and you know, sidearm a no look pass to somebody like that's 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 pretty incredible, you know, and it's it's a gutsy play that you wouldn't see even the greatest quarterbacks of all time do. But there's something special about Mahomes to where when he does it, you just kind of, you just accept it. You're like, all right, man, that's cool. Nice pass. Let's, let's make sure we catch the next one. So, so are you? do you think Mahomes is number one now? Absolutely. I think Mahomes is clearly number I don't, one. I don't, and really, I mean, and this is coming from a Patriot fan. Because the way you set it up, I was curious if you actually thought well, he because was the number I th- one. I think we're taking the, dim- the, the best between and, and the greatest. Right. right, like greatest ever and the, the best the, right the now. The greatest ever is Brady, and we know that. You know, that's that's not really a question, you know, for anybody. The six Super Bowl rings, multiple MVPs, all the records, all the stuff. Like, Brady is the greatest. But at, Brady, at Brady's very best, he's never been as good as Patrick Mahomes. Brady is the greatest because he's he's won, and winning is the, the end-all and be-all of what greatness is. But Mahomes, we, Brady's never been able to move like that. He's never had the cannon that Patrick Mahomes has. He's never had the ability to really improvise on the run. Like, I've never seen nothing like Patrick Mahomes. He's a cross between, uh, like, uh, almost like a, a Michael Vick-type character and mixed with a little Peyton Manning because he's incredibly cerebral with what he does. Also, there is some Aaron Rodgers there to where he can go ahead and improvise and make something happen. Just having Patrick Mahomes on the field is that, that's enough to, to almost guarantee that you're going to win the game. It's it, That was a great way to put it. So he had, I was thinking more Brett Favre in, tor- in, in terms of kind of the gunslinger-ish too. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Brett Favre in him. He does have a little Aaron Rodgers in the improvisation, the ability to use his legs and to extend plays beyond the point that you think they can be extended. Um, he's got a little bit of everything. He's 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 the perfect quarterback, he is man. The, well, he's not perfect. But I, I mean, he is the most unique 
quarterback we've seen, most unique good quarterback we've seen in a long time. I'm just I'm just curious of like what hole does Mahomes have? You know, like honestly as a as a, as a quarterback right now, like I'm trying to figure out where exactly is the hole for for him. Like where where can his he hole at this point is we haven't seen him fully win a big game yet, right? Like we we are we're waiting for his moment to be like the guy. And there were a couple of games last year where he played good teams and he didn't, he showed up, he played well, but it wasn't to the level of, of pushing the Chiefs to win. And I think that's the only hole. I'm not sure that's necessarily a flaw. It's just we haven't seen it yet. And remember, it's only his second year as a starting quarterback. So that could obviously still come. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I don't see it at all. I, he's great. He's no, a great player. He's out of, I've, I've, there's only so many guys I can think of since I've really been watching football. And honestly, I've been watching football since I want to say right around eighth grade. And so I've been able to see a lot of really, really good quarterbacks. And this dude is amazing. Like, and as a Patriots fan, like, <laughs> we're looking over our shoulder because we know this dude is next. And these guys are next. And Andy Reid, it's just a matter. We know he's going to win one, just one. And it's just a matter of time before he gets there. And I think he's – Andy Reid, if you can believe this, he's found the best quarterback that he's ever had. Well, do you, do you think that Patrick Mahomes without Andy Reid would be playing just as well as this? Is this more Mahomes than Reid, or is it a lot of Andy Reid? It's a lot of Andy Reid because of the play calling and, and the plays that have been designed. But the, the fact that you have a guy that can get the ball down the field in a way Alex Smith couldn't really do, um, a guy that can play within the game in a way that Donovan McNabb could never really do. You know, again, there's a lot of improvised there, improvisation there for Donovan McNabb. But here's a guy that just – he can go out there and run your game plan, and when things break down, when everything goes wrong, he's able to make a play. And I think that's the mark of a great quarterback. That's why we love Aaron Rodgers. When everything is wrong and the offensive line has given up and your receivers suck, and you still find a way to make a play. And I, I, Patrick Mahomes is the one guy that I can honestly say that about in the league. I think, for me, the way I look at it is, even without Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes would be this good. Now, the offense is perfect for Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid is running. But I think Mahomes is the is this guy. He is the guy. And with any head coach, I think he makes that head coach better because he's that good. Mm -hmm. Now, Andy Reid might be the best situation for him. It probably is. But I think even without Andy Reid, he's going to be really, really good. And it also sets up a question in my mind of, I mean, he's the first true air raid quarterback to have this massive success in the NFL, right? He was an air raid guy. He was Texas Tech, the, one of the most air raidy schools out there. And people – when he was getting drafted, obviously he was a first-round guy. People thought he was really good, but there was also the question of just we haven't seen the air raid player transfer or translate into the NFL yet. Hey man, he got Cliff Kingsbury a job. He did. You know what I'm saying? Like just let's just be real. Like so, uh, whether you want to say whatever you want to say about Kingsbury and his ability to coach and all this stuff, I mean, he got Mahomes to the league. Mahomes got him a job. I guess that's a fair trade. So, I, I like Mahomes. I mean, Brady is. I don't. Know, Brady's not even second right now. You know, as as the the, the He's still the greatest and everything, but if we're looking right now, currently, Brady isn't even the second best quarterback no. in the league. You know? I I just I look at it as a I don't know if I necessarily agree he would be this guy without Andy Reid because um you look at it I, I think there are certain players where you can look and see that this could probably be a better guy if he just had a better coach that knew how to use him better, like um, I think a Deshaun Watson has shown flashes, but the way that they use him, Bill O'Brien is a joke. Bill O'Brien is a joke, exactly. And if you have Patrick Mahomes with Bill O'Brien, I think Patrick Mahomes is still really good. And we're talking about how great this guy is, but I don't think he's the he has free touchdown passes almost every game because of the way that Andy Reid is scheming 
his wide receivers open. So um, I still think he's like, it's just ridiculous what we're seeing. He's obviously the best in the league right now. He came in playing at a level that Peyton Manning was ending his career at, which is ridiculous because to me, Peyton Manning was the best I ever saw. And now I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, I got to, I think if this keeps up, you're definitely going to be reanalyzing who the best ever is, and it quite possibly is going to be Patrick Mahomes. And that's crazy to say it's two seasons, right? Or not even, it's one season and three games or four games because he had one at the end of his first year too. But I think you just know. When you see a guy this special, you just know. This text says he's Randall Cunningham 2.0. He's better than Randall Cunningham. Cunningham was great and was a guy who had a lot of those skills that we're talking about. He was a combination of a lot of quarterbacks, and maybe he wasn't in quite as good of a situation as Mahomes is, obviously. But, I mean, it's he's better than Randall Cunningham. If we're, if we're already in the back of our heads going, this guy could end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, he's better than Randall because Randall is never considered the greatest No, not ever. even close. He's incomparable. And Randall Cunningham has had some great seasons, really did. But if we're thinking that already about Patrick Mahomes, then he's incomparable. He's a to- totally unique guy who was just that stinking good. Yeah, and when you're comparing him to guy like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and stuff, it's like... Uh, and you're combining it, them into exactly. one. Exactly. No, this is one unique guy that you just can't compare to anybody else. He is... He's it, one-to-one. He He's a hybrid of, of epic proportion. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. The uh, podcasts are back, so you'll be able to get those in the Les Shaw Tire podcast at the end of the show. And uh, we'll be back next week. We're not sure if it's 8 to 10 or 9 to 11 next week because the Seahawks play on Thursday. So we will not be feeding you into a Seahawks game. So keep an eye out on Twitter. We'll tell you when we start. Either way, we'll still have our fantasy scramble and hand it or love it and West Coast bias all in there for you. Good luck in your fantasy weeks this week. Good luck to your teams uh, if they are playing today and not on bye. And we will see you early next Sunday morning. Coming up next, we got the pregame for the Seahawks today. This has been Football Sunday on the Fan. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.